0: out to the porch time for some mountaineer discussion everyone's gathering around it's time for hoops the hugs fireside chats will begin and start in a new football's got a bow on it we'll always occasionally hit on football but it's time for huggins and the hoops team to give us that satisfaction and enthusiasm that only he can Gonna be fun. Cannot wait to have you guys up on there with us in the porch. You guys know what to do. It's in the morning, grab that coffee, feel style. It's in the evening, grab the drink, and come on back. It's time for West Virginia basketball here on the porch. Let's roll out the carpet. Mike, CJ. Guys, it feels so good to come out of this weekend with wins. In basketball, football, two wins in hoops. The last two weekends, man, we're, it's like the old days again. The golden era, Mountaineer athletics is back. Like, not quite literally. We obviously know that. Judging by all the other things going on, we're going to get to that Shane Lyons interview from earlier today here shortly. But, fellas, good
1: to have you back. Good Thanksgivings. Good to be on the winning side of things for, for a change here, right? Wonderful Thanksgivings. Uh top-notch dinner as always shout out to the sussman family great great nfl games come on detroit figure it out oh my <laughs> but uh west virginia grinds it out on the road we play our two four-star prospects and we win shocker uh, other than that uh great upsets on rivalry saturday this was my favorite few days of football of the year and it was marvelous
2: yeah, no, it was it was fantastic. Um, <clears throat> great food, family, like you said, Mike. Great NFL. Um, hey, I'm not gonna complain. Uh, the Bills covered. I got the uh, got the under, and hey, you know. So you know that that. Oh, that'll did you, you in game Bills cover there, CJ? No, I took Detroit to cover. They got nine and a half. At oh, end. That's what I was I'm, I'm like holding one now. No, I heard I got, you take Bills. No, cover. I got I was... the Detroit cover. That was way too big of a damn number. Oh yeah. Um, You know, but no, I had had great, great Thanksgiving with with the family. And, you know, it's always great when you're not cooking it. So my stepdad made a absolutely killer ham that just, you know, can't beat it.
0: Amen. Now, real quick here before we get into basketball, because that was kind of the lead up for Thanksgiving for me. It was all about, hey, let's watch the Bills lines. was a great game, like you all said. Um, Lions are going to get there eventually. Cowboys, obviously, Giants. Great game. And then, like, you kind of watch the Egg Bowl. When we got to the hoops, right? Yeah. Real quick, though. Turkey. Do you put anything on your turkey, fellas? Because I want to tell you guys what I do. And I'd be interested to see what you think about it. Go
1: for it. Let me know. Mustard and pepper. See, that's interesting. I, 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 mm. I ate at a Cozumel Mexican restaurant earlier today, popular establishment here in Charleston. And the, the guy told me that spice on the turkey is a thing. You like it? You think it you think it's better? Oh, dude, it's so good. You oh, throw yeah, a little, that's a little something on go. there?
0: Oh.
2: I I do a little I, I don't do straight mustard. I do a little uh Dijon uh worcester mix. It's really good. Belay, it gives you a nice little kick to it. Oh, oh, a little Dijon. Okay. Yeah, a little, yeah with a worcester sauce, kind of mix them together. Oh, dude. Yeah. On is this on the Thanksgiving turkey, CJ? Yeah, I'll do it on Thanksgiving turkey. I'll do it on the <clears throat> Christmas turkey that we do. Um, okay.
0: Oh, You go yeah. you, back to turkey for Christmas as well. Mike, do you do that?
2: Well, my daughter's a big
1: turkey fan, so we um, promised her. Okay. I see. I, I think it just depends on the year. We do kind of a snacky dinner for Yes. Where it's an assortment of different things. We got shrimp. We got Ooh. typically a little bit of ham, uh, but, it, but it's just a little bit of, of, of whatever. See, see, we do it's the up.
0: shrimp and the hors d'oeuvres, Mike, on Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah, come Christmas back Christmas
1: day. day. Oh, Christmas day is a wild card. It's yeah, <laughs> yeah Christmas day right. for we,
0: well, we try a lot of times we do like a little like prime rib type action. Oh, wow. Yeah. It perks when All you right. got a family that that has some connections in the piggly wiggly. Um you know, you you get a good cut there and and old and old reed there basketball council of Jedi minds. Man, let's let's get into hoops fellas. right? I mean, Thanksgiving right. night Great uh, kind of build-up for that game versus the Boilermakers. And I will say, early on in the broadcast, you kind of tell, man, they were pumping Edie, and that was all these guys wanted to talk about. And I think the officials listened, too. I hear what you guys have to say about this, but I think if that game is officiated a little bit differently, maybe not as many touch fouls, we might have won that thing. We didn't play great. And they made everything, and yet at some point in time in that game, late, we were down four points. We had almost clawed all the way back in that thing. I'm excited about this team.
2: Yeah, I, I'm excited about this team. I understand where you are. That And that's kind of the, the problem with some of these early in-season tournaments is the officiating still kind of rounding itself into a little bit of a form um so you end up with with some touch fouls i the one thing that i that i had said that you know concerned me with this game was the one thing you couldn't do and that was you had to find a way to keep you know Edie off the glass and off his spot um and i felt like we struggled at times to do that like and that was kind of the one concern because he's such a big body um and he's for a guy his size very athletic too like that's kind of the other thing he's not no disrespect, but he's not Yao Ming plunging up and down the floor. Like, uh, the guy's pretty athletic, too. But, you know, and we didn't shoot the ball well, costly turnovers. I mean. Uh, A Yao Ming comp there, CJ. Yeah. Uh, You know, and and, and Huggins even said it, you know, in in the postgame, just the the turnovers were were at just horrid times. Like, the number doesn't overwhelm you, but the times in which they occurred, it was bad. I can see where
0: you're coming from with with that kind of uh thought process there on then maybe the number wasn't bad against Purdue, but when they happened yeah, were kind of but, unfortunate. That's a good but point. You,
2: but you do love the makeup of this team is is that they, you know, were never they never felt themselves out of it and clawed their way back into it. The the fight that this team has shown early, um, you you gotta love it. It's it's Huggins personified.
0: Well I mean let's be real too, Purdue lived at the line. Oh I mean 24 to 28 and grand you also gotta give them credit man they shot the ball extremely well early they got out to that lead we used a lot of gas to get ourselves back into the ball game and we couldn't we just couldn't finish the deal and that's you know it it happens um and i think we're gonna learn from that game
2: though well i I think we're gonna learn from that game too and you know i I said it in our group text you know watching them you know beat duke yesterday I, i think it's you know, we because we said it in the last league, you know, they always feel good into the tournament and then they get knocked off. Um, I feel like there's a little, little respect needs to be put on their name. That's that's a damn good basketball team. I, I agree um, with you on um, that, CJ.
1: Ed e- 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 is an absolutely massive human. I, I don't know how you get to that right hook. I don't think you can. That we, we couldn't all night, and he just got it whenever he wanted to. Um, so that I'm not, I'm really not mad at, and we're not going to see it again. So it is what it is. Um, we, we couldn't throw it in the ocean from the shore, which was frustrating. But a couple of good bounce-back wins. I'm, I'm all right with where the Mountaineers are. Trey Mitchell's performance in that first game was a little bit disappointing. But early-season basketball is really hard to evaluate. A couple of years back, I went to Mackey Arena. I watched West Virginia get whooped against a good Purdue team, led by Robbie Hummel, led by Jawan Howard. And Deshaun Butler and Devin Ebanks had no answer. Guess what? Three months later, (laughs) Purdue was sitting at home. We were in the final four, and it was all good. So I'm not worried.
2: Here's the thing, and and Blaine, you had said this, you know, two and one coming out of that tournament, we'd have felt good, right? Two and one in that tournament. We were two and one coming out of it, just not kind of the way we wanted it. So I don't think it changes how we – should feel about it
0: no not at all and and, and fellas i'm I'm gonna go ahead and say this right here right now regarding the two and one in that tournament i mean you look at what purdue did obviously it it makes a loss to them sting a little less right but i'll also say this you got to think about it trey mitchell and emmett matthews were both getting ivs pumped into them on Thursday night, there before that game, they were not at full strength, and you could tell we didn't have that total bounce we typically did. And and let's also, also be real, like you said, no one could get the Edie's hook shot. I mean, that was. I mean, you how have to give credit where it's credit. How can to you
1: get to it? How can you get to it? How, answer that for me. How, how the heck do you get to that right hand?
0: There's no way. If he if he continues to put up numbers like that and be this consistent, he will be the national player of the year. And Purdue will probably end up being a one or a two seed heading into March. Now, do they win the games in March?
1: Who knows? Because you never know what you're going to get when you get to March. And they don't—they don't play well in March. Curtis Painter in March is not good. Yeah, Coach
0: Coach Painter—he's not not had the not, best not for... Curtis
1: Painter. That was the that was the cult. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he was a quarterback at Purdue. Back that was today, that was right? the cult backup. you you're right about that. What? Coach Matt Painter, Matt Painter's Matt
0: Painter, and I'm also real quick, Mike, while we're on the on the subject. Jawan Howard played back in Michigan a long time ago, you're thinking Jawan Johnson. Jawan Howard's Wolverine. Um, Jawan Howard's Wolverines. Um, I'm struggling like to play them.
2: It gets confusing. but <laughs> And you're right. There is no real stop to that that hook Edie has. The only thing you can do is it, it, try and get him off his spot um, and and make him work for it. And that's going to be tough to do because, like you said, he's, he's a massive human being. And I just – Looking kind of at the landscape of what they got in the Big Ten, I just – they shouldn't really be challenged in the Big Ten. Now, I know they will be because, you know, the Big Ten is is pretty decent. Well, and you go into conference games on the road, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah, you never know what you're going to get. They have a game where they may not shoot all that well. Wisconsin
0: played well in the tournaments this week. Michigan State's pretty tough. Big Ten's a good
1: league.
2: No, it, it is a good league, but I, I don't think any of us would disagree that you got to feel like Purdue probably should win the Big Ten.
1: Ah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of with my Early season basketball. And um, I, I thought about going to check out the Boilermaker football team this week. I've mentioned it a lot on the podcast, a lot of roots to the state of India yeah. and Purdue University. <laughs> Uh, a little too rich for my blood. A, lot of, a couple of regional fan bases close to Indianapolis, so I'm, I'm going to opt not to make the trip. Uh, so but you're I've thinking watched, Big I've, Ten
0: championship, Mike.
1: I've, I've watched a lot of Purdue over the years, and they're just kind of stale. They're milk toast Over the course of the season, maybe it's Ohio State, possibly it's it's Illinois, and maybe it's going to be center yeah. Michigan State,
0: Indiana's pretty good this year, supposedly. But, but,
1: but Purdue over the over the course of the season, they end up being a four or five seed. They're going to make it to the second round, maybe the Sweet Sixteen. And that's that's like that's the thing. I, I don't think we played very well in that first game. We couldn't make a single shot in the world. We couldn't make nothing. And I thought I think we took a lot of bad shots. We didn't take good shots, especially in the first half.
0: We tried to go at Ed. And we didn't really get a lot of whistles to go for us,
1: and that hurt us too. And the most promising thing that West Virginia has going for it right now is experienced transfers. And it's unreasonable first real game against a tough opponent to say, hey, the chemistry's got to be perfect. Basketball is different than football. We need that chemistry on point going into March, and I think it will be because the potential's there.
0: 100%. Agree. If I'm grading this essay right now, Mike, you might even got bonus points.
1: Um professors. <laughs>
2: hey, I'm just saying, I'm just saying hey, 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 what I took it as he'd rather watch Army Navy than Purdue. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh.
0: <laughs> we want to get a we want to get a prediction this week from you, Mike, on Army Navy. Oh my goodness. Have you seen <laughs> those jerseys by the
1: way though? Oh six, six, six. to three Navy.
0: Okay, okay. I'll hold you to it. So you're taking the under. Um, hey, but get in to to the, the next two games after Purdue real quick, guys. Okay? I think bouncing back, you know, that Friday against Portland State, and I don't know if you guys saw on the official Twitter account, they kind of had a wired for sound, right, with Portland State's coach prior to the game. Oh, yeah. And he pretty much said they're going to be talking about how we're a tougher team than West Virginia. And then you saw the little Zach Galath Apkis hangover kind of laugh that they they put on with it. Hilarious. Say what? It was good to see us bounce back. I'll be honest with you guys, did not see much of Friday night, and then I got to lock back in Sunday when we played the Gators. But you guys, tell me a little bit about Friday there a little bit. I mean, it looked like we shot the ball well. We kind of got out on them early and kind of just held them at arm's length the entire time. And that was the night that hugs. Took third place officially um, all-time, not tying it anymore. Third all-time winning as coach on Friday night.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it was a good bounce-back spot. Glad to see him rebound. I mean, we shot the ball better, especially from three. Uh, still way too many turnovers. Uh, they've got to find a way to cut down on that. Um, and, and kind of I think the shocking thing for me was is, is they actually were you – know, Portland State actually out-rebounded us, which was a little bit of a shock.
0: Well, I think we made so many shots, it didn't matter.
2: Right. I mean when you when you shoot sixty percent from the field, you know, getting out rebounded by three is really not not a big deal. But the, the nineteen turnovers were glaring. That that game shouldn't have been eighteen points, is I think what it ended up being. Um now hey CJ I will say
0: this real quick. The following the following night, or excuse me, two nights later, the Sunday game, the third game of the tournament there, we only turned it over thirteen
2: times against Florida. I think we're getting better. Yeah, I, I think we're getting better because they're really preaching it. When you get a bunch of senior laden guys like we've got it, you're gonna have some, but you're not gonna have a devastating amount of them. Um, but they're, they 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 kind of got into a little bit of uh, with Portland State where it was a couple in a row, and those are the kind of things that I think it 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 was a teaching game, teaching film like, hey, we really got to take care of the ball because you get into conference play. A couple possessions, of turnovers in a row opens the door for some teams in this conference, and you just don't want to do that.
0: No, and I think you're right, CJ, talking about how in that Portland State game, judging even by just kind of watching the highlight of it, we kind of got out of them early, and so I'm guessing a little lackadaisical Mm -hmm. in terms of we kind of thought we had it sloppy on offense, And then whenever they got kind of back to being even somewhat competitive with us, we'd make a three or make a shot. And then maybe create a turnover on their end. You get back up 12 to 14. You weren't really concerned about it.
2: Yeah. I mean, because they forced 24 turnovers. I mean, you you like that. and You you come out on the positive end of that. But yeah, I know Huggins was not not at all pleased with with 19. That'll be something he really hammers on with them.
0: Well, and and like we said, I think he might have – gotten it back into the hammer and, and, and kind of got back into their minds on it, playing the, the Jedi mind tricks that hugs does, because you only turn it over 13 times against the Gators, you can't tell me that Florida's defense was not better than what we probably saw from Portland State. Let's be real.
2: No, I think that's a that's a fair, fair assessment.
0: I will say this, though, fellas. Watching that tournament and the whole weekend of, of basketball out there, the Portland Pilots, they're going to be tough. I don't know if y'all watched them this weekend. They almost beat North Carolina. They almost beat Michigan State. That's not a team I want to play come March. Just going to go ahead and say it. Glad we played Portland State and not Portland, the Pilots, because those purple guys are not bad. CJ, do you remember the last time we played them? You should. Uh-oh. You should. Yeah. We may have only played them once, but I remember it vividly.
2: God, I feel like I should, but I'm not. It's not coming to
0: mind. I'm not gonna even ask you, Mike, because I don't even think you might have been out of diapers yet.
2: That
0: <laughs> doesn't sound like it. The 2010 team, CJ and
1: Mike, beat yeah.
0: beat Portland in the tournament um, out there when we played on that Sunday night. Our kind of our preseason tournament, we beat them. Portland beat them like a drum. Uh, but that's who we won that championship with when we when we won the preseason tournament.
2: Oh, uh, yes, yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah.
1: Twenty ten. What team was that?
0: Oh, you remember?
1: That was what year was Final Four? Twenty ten, Mike. Twenty ten. Oh, Devin Ebanks was suspended and came back, and we played Pitt that Friday in the snow. Yes. That, that year. I remember that. Yes. I watched it in the waterfront in Morgantown. And that was one of the best football games I've seen. Speaking of
0: 2010.
1: Why was E Bank suspended? I forgot. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Statue of Limitations. Um, now, I
0: tell you what, when we get Basham on here, uh, starting here in a couple of weeks with us on this, he'll be able to tell you all about that one.
2: Basketball I got a basketball juice.
0: Sunday night, the Gator game, I was kind of hoping for a game where you kind of were able to relax and laugh. So I remember telling my dad right before the game, I said, wouldn't it be nice to have a game like we had against Richmond a few years back on a Sunday, where you kind of got to laugh, enjoy the whole game? Because, you know, heading into this Florida game, we're thinking this is going to be just an absolute white knuckler. You know, we're going to have to give everything we got, grind, find a way, right? Well... The exact opposite happens. That game was pretty much over from the jump, fellas. We got out, we dominated, and we look like a team that I don't think anybody in the country would want to play. The problem is I don't think anybody was watching us at that time because they were sportsed out from the Thanksgiving weekend because we got no respect for that win. No respect. We're gonna get into that here in a minute too about the top 25 and how big of a joke it is currently.
2: Say it with your chest. Yeah, I mean, I don't think a lot of people turned into it. It 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 was nice to kind of get that kind of win. Um, love the fact that you kind of get on them early and you keep your foot down. Um, you know, especially after the the Portland State where we kind of allowed them to kind of claw back in a little bit. Um, you know, and it, and it's a it's a win over an SEC school. Um, you know, that's probably. All things considered, it's probably a tournament team.
0: I would say um, definitely a tournament team, CJ. One hundred percent.
2: So, 100%. I mean, no, I, I think that that is a big win. Like you said, to get out on them early, and then to come out in the second half and just really even further put put your foot on their neck that that was really good to see out of this team.
0: Hey, well, I'll say this: Larry Harrison in the post game interview said that we wanted to make a statement in the second half, right? Because Florida cut it to eight heading to halftime, and like you were starting to kind of wonder, like, Daggone, like, are we really going to let them hang around in this thing? What's going on? And then we just jumped out in the second half and just put it on them. I don't know if you guys saw the clip of the Stevenson dunk on the coast to coast. I'll have to send it to you, and I'll we'll, we'll put it on the Twitter page for everybody. But he makes a dunk, and then he kind of he kind of chirps or says something at a Florida cheerleader and it got a a crazy reaction out of her but it's just like i love that in certain respects cuz it's just such a attitude and a kind of a savage maybe dog i'm using all these adjectives here but that's what we've got that's what this team has stevenson matthews they just took it took the bull by the horns in the second half and we were not going to be denied i mean it was it was fun
1: to watch fellas
0: so much fun
1: You, you love to see it, West Virginia looking strong. Uh, good fire from Eric Stevenson there. Uh, not caring, he does not care. He was on the edge of going off against Purdue. He kind of got reeled back in. I think maybe he got uh, he got an intentional in that one. But I, I like his energy. I like his fire if it's directed in the in the correct way. Then it's going to help us. I, I, I like his skill set as well. And uh, a good early season sign, uh, just romping those Florida Gators.
0: Yeah, it was, Mike. And we got a big one with Xavier coming up, Yeah, who didn't have as good of a tournament as they probably would have liked, but still were pretty good. It's going to be a fun game. A game that will help you come March if
1: we I, get that one done. I'm going to B-Dubs in Nitro Row to, to watch that game. John Flowers is actually oh, – yeah. An appearance there, the Sugar Bowl Foundation. Exactly. There you go. You've wow. you've, you've seen the promotion. Check out that situation. Uh, talk to John Flowers. He's he's very gracious with his time. At uh, any time I've ever hit him up for an interview, he's been down. So I'm gonna I'm gonna you know go check that out. Xavier. Last time we watched a West Virginia Xavier game, not great memories. Uh, it was the Elite Eight. We lost heartbreaking or sweet 16 sweet 16 yeah hugs his
0: first the Elite year mike yeah yeah that was that was a tough one and kind of come out of nowhere that year to pull that thing off was was awesome uh to to kind of uh to see and in that game we had an op- absolute opportunity joe alexander became the best player in the country for about mo- two months there um but hey, hey real quickly here before we before we kind of finish off on this basketball, I do want to talk real quick about some of these teams that are in the top 25. I could not believe that a a 30-point win over a Florida Gator team did not get you in the top 25 when some of these teams have some bad losses. And you even have Purdue, right? Purdue sitting there uh, moving up to number five in all these polls. And we played them so good. And it's like, how do we not get respect for playing them so well And all these other teams have two losses. You know, San Diego State's getting beat. Maryland's beating nobody, and they're in it. And we're sitting here just getting no love with a Hall of Fame coach.
1: Ticks me off like nobody's business. Well, I mean, first off, how about the sports week from Purdue? They're in the Big Ten championship game, and they're going to come back. What did Purdue get ranked this week? Number five, Mike. They have eight first-place votes in the –
0: Eight first place votes. Eight people in the country think they're the best team in the country.
1: So so first off, the the boilers are hot right now. Let's just let's just acknowledge that. I just to I just want to point that out. Secondly, I, I, I agree with you and I think that's gonna play out over the course of, of Big Twelve play. It
0: will. It will. We we have a grind, man.
1: We have an absolute grind in this league. So when, when you look at West Virginia at every position, there is a skilled experienced player and we have depth and we have Bob Huggins and I'm not worried.
2: Yeah, I'm not either. I mean, I don't know the top 25 this time of year always kind of goes a little, little wonky and a little funky. I mean, you get teams making big jumps and then I don't know. Like it's, It's kind of interesting to look at it now, but I I don't think it's going to look nearly the same, especially by the time you kind of get into conference play and a week after conference play is really when you're going to start to see it. I mean, I don't know. I'm with you, Blaine. There's some teams that you kind of scratch your head at. There's some things that happened in it that make you, you know, scratch your head a little bit Um, as far as, you know, teams that jump, teams that fell a bunch. Like, I don't know. It just – it's AP writers. I'm not really sure – how,
0: I I think you hit the hit the nail on the head there, CJ. It's AP writers.
2: I mean, you know, like obviously the the big tumble of the week was Carolina, seventeen spots down to eighteen. I, I mean, they lost a, a a really good you know veteran Iowa State team, and then four overtimes against Alabama, who's a good team. Like to me, you dropped them that far. It's kind of like, ugh. but. You know, that's, that's guys looking at scores and going, oh, okay, well, you just lost two in a row. Screw it. And I, 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 he,
0: I will say this real quick on North Carolina. They have not looked good at all this year. No, so, they, I mean, they
2: haven't looked like they had last year. I mean, now Alabama – They looked
0: good for six games last year, let's be real.
2: Well, and I mean – and Baycock falling out really hurt them against Alabama. I mean, Alabama's just got more depth. I mean, that, that's, that's the reality of it right now, but – yeah. My my issue with it is, is you drop them 17 spots, but somehow Gonzaga still top 15. Like, what? Are, seriously?
0: Well, and then Tennessee sitting here with a loss to a bad Colorado team is still somehow in the top 15. Like, granted they beat Kansas, that's what got them a lot of love. So it's it's just hard sometimes to watch these these preseason tournaments are great, and maybe we we put too much emphasis on them when it comes to the polls. But, like, fellas, I'm just going to tell you right now, there are definitely not 29 better teams in the country than us. There's no, 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 no. question in my mind.
1: Blaine, yeah. I, don't, I don't think there's nine better teams in the country better than us. Preseason polls mean nothing, and we are absolutely better than Purdue. Don't sweat this stuff, guys. It's so different. And like I said, I said it earlier in the podcast, Deshaun Butler and Devin e. Banks got smoked against this very same Big Ten squad. About a decade ago, when we were just fine, I we're, we'll be all right. Hey, yeah, I yeah, no, will say because what you oh, go ahead, like CJ, at, go ahead.
2: Yeah, what you look like in December and what you look at like at the end of February can be so vastly different. Um, you know, we we know with this team, chemistry is going to be a big deal, and it it you can see it, it and it's coming, and it's coming at a really rapid um, senior level pace. You know, graduate level, uh, since we're talking college pace and then you, and then you're going to add that Perez kid too so yeah what what this yeah. team did at the Phil night it's impressive because you you lose and then you, you bounce back get two big wins yeah what this team looks like um in January February and in March is going to be vastly different
0: 100 percent, and can't wait to see how this thing keeps going couple uh couple games here coming up that while you wouldn't necessarily think they're going to be the craziest games. I think Xavier has some national clout, right? But UAB, not going to be easy a couple weeks from now. And then also Navy. So, hey, let's just keep it rolling. Keep this, keep the good vibes going. We If we continue to keep improving passing the ball and limit those turnovers, it's only going to get better because the defensive level is definitely there this year. And we can shoot the ball. Going to be fun cannot wait can't wait i think it's time to uh to break into the ad situation here a little bit and then and then also finally on the back end talk a little bit about football as it closes out so um who who wants the floor first here to discuss this now i think we've all heard shane lines with hoppy yes we have yeah oh yeah and i hope everyone out there has if you haven't you probably should go listen to that before you listen to this, and, and we'll welcome you back um, once you do. But let's let's kind of get into that. So, so initial so thoughts here,
1: there. Here's the deal. First off, shout out Hoppy Kerchival. Uh, he's always had number one ratings in the Sussman kitchen slash living room. <laughs> uh, everybody that's ever lived in West Virginia knows. Behind to noon is Hoppy's time. He's the guy. So shout out to Hoppy, but I, I think that Shane Lyons was entitled to that. I think if I got fired from a job or really felt slighted in any way, shape, or form, if I had a platform for that, I'd say let, let's let it rip. Let's let absolutely. Let's let's tell this story from my perspective. Um, that being said, it, it didn't show a whole lot to me, and here is why. The reason the Shane Lyons is being judged is primarily because of the hire, but mostly because of the extension, which you can't justify because it handcuffed the university to $16 million. And Neil Brown has gotten worse, not better. And he, he, he said a lot of things about how, how the process was conducted, towards the end and how it was a blindside move and e gordon gee who's a career academia figurehead a bureaucrat didn't tell him before that he was thinking about firing him that's usually not how it works so I, th- that really is not a matter of substance and and the other stuff is secondary the title nine things that is what it is but um, you're primarily evaluated off of basketball and football because that's what people see. That's what people care about. It is what it is, and it's a last-place basketball team and a big a, a, – a, a, well, the basketball team last place – Last year, but that's during Shane Lyons tenure. I want to clarify that, but football didn't make a bowl game this season. It's hard to see a whole lot of upsides and you extended that dude. It is what it is. So I backtrack to the facts, but I respect Shane Lyons platform for saying what he felt and what he thought, but it doesn't change my stance.
2: Well, no, and I, and, I, and I didn't figure it really would. And, you know, I like the fact that, you know, and I'm with you if you've got a platform for him, take it. But here's here's kind of my thing, and I understand what you're saying, you know, last year's basketball team. But it, at some point, like, the AD's not the coach. You know, what happened with the basketball team last year is 100%, and this is not going to be a shock. That's on Huggins, and Huggins it, even took and Oscar, an Oscar for that. But – you're right about that. Yeah, you are right about that. But at some point, I think it was interesting to kind of hear some of it because, and you're right, Gordon Gee's an academic and all of that. But the way those things are done is a little different. You gave him the extension, the performance review, which is public record, I mean, was glowing. It, it was a little, the way everything went out was a little weird. Um,
0: I mean, hey, the exact word. The exact word that Shane Lyons used that he, that caught my ears the most, and he's 100% right, scapegoat. He was 100% the scapegoat for football. No question about it. In no, terms he of was, an athletic director, he did an amazing job with everything else that he was supposed to touch except for football. And when you hear him talk about the whole, the whole buyout situation, I get that. Like, Blunt. he felt like that he had, I'll say it, um, he had it He had it moving forward, right? It was positive with, with Neil after two years. He was afraid he was going to lose him. It was not a good decision to make it as much money as it was. But I also find it interesting that Allsop and Gordon Gee were right there beside him and wanted to make the move to get Neil that buyout. And then now Shane Lyons is, you know, going yeah, back I mean, down to Tuscaloosa. It, it, it...
2: Yeah, I mean, because everybody had to be on board with that, and I think everybody was. And then, like you said, I mean, Mm -hmm. somebody's head's got to roll, and it's going to end up being being Shane's. And it's, you know, it's not going to be Neil's because I mean, there's you're still out in AD, and is the 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 ticking clock is is not playing you any favors by not having somebody anywhere remotely near a deal.
0: Hey, Mike, I know you wanted to jump in there. Hit 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 me with it, man.
2: What do
1: you mean? Except for football, what else do people care about? Football is is a majority of the state, and
0: no, no, no I, I get you on that. I do, is- I do understand what you're saying, but I will say, the athletic department is is a lot more than just football. Now, revenue obviously comes from football and basketball, but I mean, think about it. He built a state-of-the-art aquatic center. He oh. had some, I mean, he had phenom. Built a state-of-the-art golf facility. That's allowing us to compete now in golf. A beautiful on the, on the baseball, baseball stadium. Level. Exactly, CJ. Like he did a lot of really good things. Except uh, for
1: he really only made one true blunder in his whole tenure as athletic director. Look, I got I got a chance to interview Sean Kovich, head WV golf coach. Great guy. Really enjoyed our conversation. He's not getting paid twenty million dollars, and it's for a reason. All all the people in this state care it's about fair. Is fair. football. And it's the state's university, it is what it is. And he ego doubled down on Neil Brown to prove that that was the right move. And I heard his explanation Auburn wasn't talking about Neil. Come on, get them. They here. were, they yeah, were. No, Mike. they weren't. That's Brian Harson and Neil were the then top why, guys. Then why didn't they come knocking because they could offer more?
0: You're right, you're right. Now, South Carolina was the real team that I think we were kind of fending off at that moment.
1: No, I I think George Washington High School probably was get over it. <laughs> Come on, Neil Brown was went 11 and 2 at Troy. He lost two games at Troy. That's not that dominant. It's one thing if he's undefeated and we say, "Hey, he's the guy and we anoint him." But but there's a team every year that goes 11 and 2. You you don't you don't just hand him the keys to the top 15 all-time winningest program. Come on. It's ridiculous, guys. It is.
0: Hey, Mike, I I know how you feel about Neil.
1: Can I, do- I like, <laughs> Am I wrong? Am I really wrong? Like, like as ridiculous as it is, it's easier to say now that we went five and seven, but I've been holding back. It was the worst hire of all time, and the extension is not justifiable. It's not. I think the extension at the time was so
0: preventative and defensive that the amount of money we threw at him was just ridiculous i'm with you on that yeah you got
2: anything there yeah and i think it was a little knee-jerk i think the kind of the the ghost of dana leaving factored in a little there like and we got to make sure we protect the asset um you know, I, I don't think the extension was the bad, was what really ended up costing it, it. It, like you said, Blaney, it was the amount of money with it, um, is what got it. And, and Mike, I, I understand, trust me, I, I've been a Mountaineer football fan for over 30 years, pushing 40 years. I, I, I get why. Wow, don't I'm, tell you
0: yourself like, now, CJ.
2: You know, I, I, I truly do get where you're coming from on that, but. I'm not going to go as far as saying he was the worst hiring program history because I, I think there's some other names that would belong on that Ooh, list. A- hey, uh, can we do that real quick? Yeah, I'll give you one, and this is going to hurt some people, but Frank Skednetti belongs on that list. Yeah, it does. So that's that, all I ever
1: heard. And about the '70s. And yeah, it, and, it, and those big years
2: were rough. And, and I will say this too is to Mountaineer fans kind of always be careful. We are talking about the same fan base that ran Bobby Bowden out of town. It is what it is. It wasn't getting done. It wasn't, but people said he couldn't coach. He went to Florida state and won national championships and went to the hall of fame. Yeah, hey, anybody let's... can, anybody can do that. All right. We will. We well, not with their facilities or facilities are absolute trash. Why do you think Jimbo bounced?
0: Uh, I don't know if anybody can do that. I think Bobby was, was pretty special. Um, about
1: and you know, no, gummit I, I, I think the West Virginia fan base is always measured and rational. Always,
2: well, yeah, that's that, that's no, that 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 is an ex- that you know that is an extremely fair statement. But <laughs> no, there, there there was something that came out of Shane's interview and Blaine, I'm with you. Scapegoat kind of made me perk up, but there was something else too. And and the I, the up L- stuff with cr- the Country Roads Trust. Was the Nil stuff, but there was something he said too that kind of perked my ears and it and I think it was said to a lot of people and a lot of people need needed to hear it. and I don't think the ones that really needed to hear it heard it um is athletic directors are involved in a day to day they're behind the scenes they know what's going on with inside the department and inside the locker room. Your your casual fans and even some of your trolls online, um you know, like the jackassed voice of Morgan Motown. Ooh, okay, Brad. Yeah. Yeah. Bitch, I live in a trash can. You know, uh, <laughs> you're 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 not you're not in the behind the scenes every day thing, and I and that plays a lot into it as well. I'm not gonna sit here and say, yeah, Neil's 100 the guy. I'm not gonna do that because I'm not adequately involved in behind the scenes, but those guys are, and they know what's going on and they know they, they, the good ones, the really good ones. And I, and I think Shane is a good one, have their finger on the pulse. They know what's going on. And sometimes you're going to end up being, being the scapegoat, the guy that ends up taking the bullet for no reason.
0: Well, and you know what else, CJ, interesting you bring that up because he kind of talked down about last year, making that bolt in the interview too, if you remember. He said yeah. we well, made a bowl, but we didn't play well. It wasn't really a great season, so it was almost like he kind of was feeling this, and was I think he was going to make the move next year, had he still had the job, had Neil not won. I don't think there was any doubt about that.
2: Well, yeah, I, I, he was going to have to. Hey, and it,
0: and I think it's we could sit here and talk more about. Me, we could sit here and talk more about Shane, but I, I do real quickly. I want to get to kind of the aftermath of this but one other thing too about that interview the part about the the nil mm-hmm. uh, situation that that comes along with this and the country roads trust essentially being pitted against the athletic department asking for money i could not believe that that's essentially what we're doing now in college athletics
2: yeah and, it, and the unfortunate thing they is they should this, be working it, together well, and that's the unfortunate thing. It, it's happening everywhere, and, and I've heard guys say it. At some point, the universities are going to have to take control of that because you're only going to be able to knock on a donor's door and ask them for so much. Like, they're only, they've are they only got so much of that to go around, and and they're the ones going to have to make the decisions of where it goes. The, the universities are going to have to find a way. The athletic departments are going to have to find a way to to control that in-house, and I just don't know how you do it.
0: You're going to, well, I mean, the fir- first and foremost, uh, when, it com- when it comes to all of that, is, I thought this was interesting when he, when he mentioned the Title IX aspect of all this, and how they don't have rules on the outside, they're asking for money, but yet we've got to ask for money because we're actually the ones that the money should go to from a compliance, compliance perspective. And it's like, I want to be above board, so I got what he was trying to do. It was just interesting, and you also got to think, too, the guy's running the Country Roads Trust. One is the guy who you replaced, and the other is an outspoken Rich Rod supporter and and a Major League Baseball owner who sits there in Phoenix, and while he may or may not have a pulse on the state, it's hard to know exactly how much and how good the information is that he's always getting sitting down there at Bank One Ballpark.
2: No, I, no, and I completely agree with you. And it's actually Chase Field now. Come on, baseball man. Oh, you're right, buddy. I like <laughs> calling it the Bob. Okay. Oh yeah, the the Bob is the Bob is the best. I, I, I saw it a game in there when it still was the Bob, and it always will be. But yeah, just 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 had to get get you a little there. You're right, buddy.
0: You're right. You had you had me on Chase, man. You need to quit changing these names so much. Well, yeah, you know what? Amen. Uh, we w- what we need to do is we do need to get aggressive with these other avenues for NIL and and, and let let Barstool come in here and sponsor the Coliseum or,
2: you know what I mean? Yeah. But I also think it's tough too. Like he said is, and here's the sad part. I I know there are no real rules and it's, it makes it even tougher on the compliance aspect of things. But I, I do think there is to me some, respect in that like hey we want to run this above board and and i get it and people have got to well nobody else is doing it too but let's be real how many does everybody
0: else jump off the bridge are you going to jump off it too
2: well it's not only that but the programs that are going to scurry out into those murky waters are going to be ones that the ncaa is never going to slap around but they'll slap around west virginia let's just but let's be real i mean kansas still has gotten nothing over that whole scandal. And they got Bill Self on tape, and he got, what, six games? Come on. yeah. Can you imagine what they do to West Virginia? It would almost be SMU all over again.
0: Or, or also, just to just to kind of put it, kind of think about it that way, the other schools that do go out into that murky water, they'll get slapped just like we will, whereas some of the Blue Bloods won't. Like, you think an old Miss goes out there, they won't get tagged? Oh, you bet they will. Arkansas, exactly. oh, yeah. North Carolina, probably not. Kentucky? Eh, probably not. Unless it's football. You know what I mean? So, like, I get where you're coming from there, CJ. Like, we don't want to do something that's going to jeopardize and put us in a lot of trouble because just because the rules aren't there doesn't mean that they won't eventually come down and make it difficult on us because that's who we are. I get your perspective there on that.
2: Yeah, like I said, that that's just kind of kind of my takeaway on it, and I don't know. It the one the i heard an idea pitched out there and, and i don't know it, it, it's not as easily conceivable doing it because it, it's tougher but i mean when the coaches come in is and part of those contracts is they get paid for their image and likeness rights from the university and then the university does with it as they please you're not gonna be able to do that with the student athletes you just got way too many of them but there's got to be a way the universities can find a way to do this in-house be within those compliance rules or at least within the margin of error and um and find a way to kind of centralize this so it isn't a complete wild wild west
0: well it, it's, it is it
1: is a wild wild west right now
0: certainly is it certainly isn't a shootout out there and unfortunately we don't have quite the artillery
1: how do we get it other than deon sanders assuming, <laughs> assuming that doesn't work out even though it should
0: Hey, Mike, what? by the way, did yeah. you see that he got an offer from Colorado?
1: That's what I, we got to be better than them. I, I saw, think we are. No, we got to be. Come on. I'm not sure that he's going to take that job. We, if we offer him, we come with the kitchen sink. I think we got a chance.
0: Oh, I think we do, too. I think we do, too. Um, you know what? Let's, let's go ahead and rip that bayonet off and talk a little bit about. Come on, baby. About some of these coaching
1: carousel on the search. You freeze off the market now. Yeah, that's that's generic. That's brand name. Y'all go ahead and go eight and three. That's fine. Or nine and three. That's that's cool. Enjoy it. We'll take prime. I'm
0: not even sure Auburn I'll say this right now. I think Auburn is one of the worst jobs in the country. You gotta play Nick Saban every year as your arch rival. Yeah. You're gonna um, get, get, get that, Georgia every year. You got the SEC. That. I wouldn't want any part of the Auburn job.
1: But you're Auburn, you're playing in the SEC, which is also a great thing because you're in the heart of Prime recruiting country. You're playing in a gorgeous stadium with pristine grass every single week. Um, it's a great job, but uh, I mean, it's hard. You, you got to recruit on the top notch. they've won and national and... championships within the last ten years. I mean, that's that's a that's a, that's yeah, a program I... that's more than capable.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't call that the worst job. Now, and here's gonna be interesting. What's the SEC look like once Oklahoma and Texas join? Like, kind of what's what's the landscape look like down there as far as to you know how they divide the divisions up and that kind of thing.
1: The same with Oklahoma and Texas on the bottom. Well,
2: okay, probably, but I meant kind of, you're gonna have to realign some things. I mean, obviously, you're not taking out, you know, the Iron Bowl. I mean, that that's not happening. But and, and here's right. the other thing too: if, if you look at
1: Oklahoma's it, Oklahoma's gonna be a great rivalry.
2: Oh, I think Oklahoma will do a little better than that. <laughs> well, and, and, and here's the other thing too: if you're, you know, if you're looking at taking one of those jobs, Saban's not going to be around forever. He's getting older. You can kind of sense. I think he's. Hey, CJ, do you see that tough son of a bitch with that cut on his cheek there on I, Saturday? I, I he's I going to be around as long as he wants to be. I, I get that, but we're also talking about a guy in his seventies. And he he looks like better than we do in our 30s. I know, but it, 30s. At, at some point he's he's going to want to kick back and do whatever he wants to do, and that may just be sit at home with his wife and drink tea. But hey, Him and Miss Terry got plenty of
0: time to do that, but I guarantee you
2: but he what will be I'm doing it for a while. At, at, at some point, here's my thing, especially when it comes to head coaches, all these guys, especially at that level, have a little bit of an ego in them. It, it, Nick's not going to be there forever. And right now, I mean, come on, it, it if, if they're going to be got now's starting to be the time, the, the chicks in the armor are starting to show themselves a little. So I think he, I, I don't necessarily think that's the worst job. Like I said, Saban's not going to be there forever. And they're not just blowing people out anymore. Like they've kind I don't want to say exposed, but they've been shown, Hey, you can get them.
0: Yeah, I guess you can get them. They're still really good.
2: No, um, they are still really good. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, and, you know, ACJ. the SEC was always kind of Hugh's home, and that's kind of where he wanted to go back to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's. I mean, he's an old Miss guy. He,
0: he had the job there, got in a lot of trouble. Now he's got a chance to go back and be a part of the conference like he wants to. You're a big Liberty guy, obviously. We all know that here liberty alone yep what are you thinking is going to happen there i kind of wanted to get your opinion on it you told us that you had some names i want to hear them because then i kind of want to compare and contrast okay liberty versus kind of what our
2: search quote unquote has been for west virginia okay well now here's i've gotten a list from some people down there that um I I can trust. Now, let's not forget one thing. Liberty's going to be quick about this, all right? They've already come out and said through sources that they want to have this done fairly quickly. They don't want to just be sitting out there, okay? You guys know who the AD down there is.
0: Hit us with it. We don't.
2: It's Ian McCall. Okay. okay. Former Baylor AD. Baylor. We talking Browns? Our our is – let me – I don't think Art's the way they go. I know the history there and Liberty's a private institution. They can do whatever they want to do and they can insulate the hire.
0: Would not be good with Falwell <laughs> to ma- match him with Browser. So that'd be a disaster well,
2: PR thing. wise. <clears throat> well, here's the thing. I think if you would have said two years ago, I would have been probably on board with it, but then the whole Jerry Jr. Situation went off down yep, there. Yep, yep. I, mm-hmm. I don't see that coming. I will tell you a dark horse in that is Art's kid. Oh, Kendall. Kendall is on the list. I could see that. Um, Kendall is on the list. There's a couple of names that will shock you that are on kind of their radar list wise. One of which I don't I I think, you know, honesty is is a pipe dream. And I think it's just been floated out there just for the shits and giggles of it. Um, And that's Tom Allen at Indiana. I don't see that being anywhere near.
0: Now, Now, why? What? What? Why not?
2: Why? Because uh, uh, I think he likes Indiana. I think like what he's trying to build there. I just don't see him dropping down to a group of five without getting canned. I just I don't see. That's it. interesting
0: though because I could see a coach at Indiana being like, "Man, my best team ever. I was able to win like six games. Uh, maybe I go take my ball and I and I go play play at Liberty. Does he have a connection to Liberty? Tom Allen? Not,
2: not, not, not a direct connect. Hmm. Um, He's kind of been around in that area a little bit. Arkansas State, Ole Miss. Um, there's not a real big connection there. Uh, I think that would be kind of a, a splash hire. Okay, okay. Who uh, else you got? The 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 real big name on the list, and it will it will warrant a phone call. But uh, Jamie Chadwell is on their radar hard.
1: I don't see that. Tough I week. don't either. I know a
0: bad week. Hey, but hey, Mike. On that note, though, yeah. with Coastal, no McCall, no senior quarterback oh, playing the God. playing God. JMU. That was a tough. Defense, that was tough. He did
1: not play defense.
0: Well, you're right, but their defense has been bad all year. But because of how good their offense has been, it's been able to kind of, uh, got kind of cover up yet, and mask that because they're so good yet. at ball control offensively with Caldwell uh, and, yeah. and the way McCall runs that offense. But yes. Uh, like they got a
1: bunch of kitty cats down there. Ow! <laughs> Dave Bennett. You want a bunch of dogs? I love I don't it. If Dave If there's other guy, would be undefeated. <laughs> yeah, I love Dave Bennett. Now, I told our players, you need to be more like a dog. We don't need a bunch of cats in here
0: looking in the mirror. I look good. I got my extra bands on. I got my other
2: shoes. Up. Be a dog. We don't need no meows. We don't need no cats. We need more dogs. Rapid fire three names here at you. We'll see where you guys fall on any of these three. Gene Chizik, Scott Frost, Gary Patterson. Hold on. So those
0: three names are all floated for the Liberty job?
2: Those three names are floating on the list as well as uh, Kirk Skidnetti who's currently at JMU.
1: JMU, yeah. Um, wow, this podcast has, and, and listen, CJ, all due respect to your alma mater, we are we are now discussing the Liberty hiring situation.
2: Well, we are, but I also think it's going to play out on the national scene depending on who they get. Wow. Now, I know who, i got a feeling I know who's going to end up with the job as quick as they want to do it.
0: It's not Cignetti. He's going to stay at JMU. It's not Patterson. It's not Frost.
2: It, it's not. It might be Chiswick, though. I could see Chisnick making that jump. If Chisnick doesn't do it, I'm going to tell you right now who it's going to end up being. It's going to end up being Brandon Streeter. Former Clemson quarterback played at Liberty was a Liberty coach for a while. He was back this year running the quarterbacks and the offensive side. You know what
0: though? I think this brings it to the better point that Mike was talking about. I'm glad we're not in that situation.
2: Correct. Yeah. And it, it, yeah, it will always be worse because we're not in the power five, but I think it's going to be interesting to watch because of how quickly they want to move on this, which means they've known, they've known he's gone for a while, which means they've already started the backroom searching. They've already done kind of the reaching out, the vetting, all of that. Who's interested? Who can we get? What's it going to cost us? And I think that was a lot of the reason for the extension with him was to get that buyout number a little bit higher to help them aid this a little bit. So it hey, was kind of smart know, on Ian's on Ian's part. You know what didn't
0: help you guys out though, CJ? Luke Fickle taking the job in Wisconsin because Cincinnati versus Liberty, Cincinnati's a little bit better job.
2: Correct correct Cincinnati is a better job the and here the fickle thing shocked me given the fact that they're getting ready to join the big 10 or the big 12 that the, he was the one quote-unquote group of five right. that I didn't think was leaving
0: hey I'll say this though too on the fickle thing we could have had him and Mike you would have been ecstatic but timing is timing right and I think that's why it's so important and, and why I understand Mike why you're so one wanting Dion right now
1: because timing most definitely is you. I, I, re- I remember Ohio State winning the national championship. Luke Fickle's chest bumping Urban Meyer on the sideline. You know, this guy's going to be a head coach. And you're over here saying, hey, why not? Let's go. Let's rock. And then he wins a year or two at Cincinnati. You're like, OK, they're on the outside looking in. We got what Cincinnati wanted. We earned the Power Five bid, so we can probably afford this guy. We don't do it. And, and talent wins. It doesn't matter what you did, who you coached under. It's about what you can do. And Luke Luke Fickle's proven that he, he can coach. At, at an elite level, he coached a, a playoff Cincinnati team. That's remarkable. And, and Sauce Gardner, he's he's.
2: He's yeah, a great I mean
1: he's in the NFL and anyway he's developed for, for some time to come.
0: Yeah, it's, he's it's, developed some it's, great Luke, talent.
1: Luke Fickle's been a guy for a while, um, but now it's just coming to fruition. At a certain point in time, West Virginia has to stop saying uh, "We're West Virginia, no one's going to come here," and and just take a chance. Let's have some standards. Dion is a great place to start. I, I just keep. The, I think you're right though about Dion, man. Yeah, I just keep wondering,
0: is he going to be gone if we have to wait another year? I don't know. I think he might still be around next year, which begs the question that if if we allow ourselves to be in that spot again, that means Neil has won. And then it's like you won't get him anyway. So I get what you're saying. Like, do you ever think Neil is going to get us to a point where we want to be in football? You obviously might say No. CJ, I'd like to hear your answer on that. Hmm. I I personally think that Neil could get up, but then again, what's the ceiling for Neil? Is it nine wins? Is it ten and three? Whereas Dion, I think the ceiling could be like back to the rich days with Dion.
2: See, and that's that, and that and that's a tough one. I I will say I, I think Neil can. And this is this is the only reason is. Despite everything that went on this year, the bad bounces, the bad losses, the war, the expect, you know, the the vacuum in which those kids live in, they're constantly reading it on social media, hearing, you know, the fan base will rip on Neil rip on them. He never lost that locker room ever. Like that showed Saturday. They were fight. They were scrappy and just God awful conditions (laughs) He never lost that locker room, and I think that speaks massive volumes to that in that they rallied kind of around him. I mean, look at what happened, you know, mile my alma mater. Once the rumor started swirling, yeah. the locker room flat quit on you. Flat they did. That's a good point. I mean, he lost
0: to UConn.
2: You know. And once, a three-win once,
0: hockey team with Grant Wells, a quarterback for crack.
2: Yeah. Like that, that to me speaks volumes and the fact that the kids there rallied around him. They wanted to win for him. They wanted to win for themselves. Like they never quit. They bought into how, finish what you started, how you finish matters. They bought into it. And I think I that never, speaks massive volumes. I know, Mike, you're not a fan and I get that, but what I'm saying to you is, is there, there is some glimmer in that is, is his ceiling nine wins, 10 wins. Maybe, maybe his ceiling is a playoff. Maybe it, it, who knows is Dion seeing Dion's ceiling higher? Yeah, potentially maybe who knows. It's kind of like talking about potential. You just never know.
1: Look, Uh, I, 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 I've, I've spoken my piece about Neil. I was going to respond to Blaine's comment. I mean, I there was a solid year where, like my senior year, I knew Grant pretty well. He's a good kid, man, and I, I knew him in a baseball context. Let's get to do with this, but he was a good ball player.
2: Yeah,
1: I, yeah this is all I got to say. Good ball player. He's starting shortstop as a freshman, walking in.
0: I mean, I imagine he's got a he probably had a can for an arm. So he's, I, a,
1: great he's yeah. a good athlete. He's a good ball player. Good kid. I like Grant.
0: I mean, hey, hey, we can like him on one. He was good for Marshall, just didn't do it at Tech.
2: One more point real quick, Blaine. And this is from, you know, my mom's a WVU fan, and she's not real high on Neal's radar right now. Like, she's probably more like Mike. Her exact words on Thanksgiving Day "Whereas it dumbass needs to go. But she had an interesting saying, and my wife did too, after the Oklahoma State game in his press conference. You can tell he cares about those kids and he loves those kids, and that resonates with people. Whether it resonates enough or it factors in much, I don't know how much, but I, I think things like that are why people still kind of give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt to see what could be.
0: Yeah, and you know, see, Josh, you bring up the point that there's no, you no are, doubt you didn't right. quit on him.
1: But people resonate
0: with it. You're right. You're right. It, it, they do resonate to it, but also they, but the same people that that said that were the same people that two days ago before they lost were calm for his for his job in his head. So winning is the end all be all.
2: Oh well, winning and, winning cures everything.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I I think, and and Mike, I want to get your opinion on this real quickly. What do you think Neil Ceiling is right, and then also. What do you think Dion's floor is? Is Dion's floor what Neil's floor is? I, I wonder <laughs> that because I think Neil's floor is what we're seeing right now, right? Dion's where,
1: floor is where he currently is being the coach well, no.
0: okay, hold up. Let's let's bring that up. Let's bring that let's kind of fast forward this Mike. What is his floor at West Virginia? He comes in.
1: What would be Dion's floor to you? Nine and three, ten and two, not contending for the playoff. Deion Sanders is the commodity in this country. He comes in with his own money, he comes in with unmatchable recruiting ability, especially on the defensive side of the football. Yeah, mm-hmm. genius. He's the greatest defensive back of all time. I think he understands the X's and O's. Actually, he most certainly does. And he's going to make you a media powerhouse, which is perfect in the NIL era. Whoever has the balls to do it is going to get away with an absolute steal.
0: Yeah. Now,
1: see, I'm interested to to hear that you don't think
0: that the floor at West Virginia is lower than where you have it at.
1: It doesn't matter where you put Deion Sanders. He's going to find a way to make it work. Neil Brown's ceiling... Is probably like the, the diving board, 10 foot, maybe the basketball hoop, 15 foot. I don't <laughs> know. Whatever. I, I, my apartment ceiling i can reach it on my tippy toes i i mean I don't, we've seen that he's got four years i mean and that's the ridiculous thing about neil brown we want to delve into to what he's talking about he's he's like oh nico wasn't ready that's the thing you, you put a kid into early you're gonna ruin him so so if that's the case neil brown expected us to give him five years to figure it out if that was his actual realistic plan to, to play his four star recruit that everybody wanted in year five and waste this year, he thought we were going to give him that long. It's it's absurd what this guy has gotten away
2: with. Okay, but you, okay, but hold up, hold up, hold up. I, I, realistically, you don't walk into a new program as a new coach, new assistants, everything, and win nine ten games. That's just not realistic. Hey, Sonny Dykes is doing it right now and okay, so but, is okay, lincoln riley but, okay but what, right, those two yeah. inherited versus what neil inherited and blaine you and i've had long discussions on this now with, you're right
0: about that cj but with TCU, what you i you wouldn't you? say is the best job in the country sunny dice
2: is done a heck of a job this year with them
0: they're also a team of destiny let's be honest
2: they, right they, they, they've had some bounces and that kind of thing but i mean lincoln riley went to usc got jordan addison walked in with a quarterback he recruited and knew that already knew his system it's not like usc had garbage recruiting either even under clay helton so i mean let i i think there's a little bit of that in there too and, and let's be realistic the COVID year was freaking nuts i i think there is some realistic Viewing that needs to be done on that, like I, we, we, you gotta, you can't just look at it in a vacuum. You've got to look at the totality of it.
1: Ohio State f- f- fucked up. Clemson threw for nine thousand yards and got, it. and we sucked. Done <laughs> hey,
0: here. let's just let's just go ahead and say this for what it is, right? Teams are turning and programs are getting turned around so quickly with NIL. If if we do hold on to Neil, I said this the other day, the guy has to, and I mean absolutely has to win eight games next year to keep his job. Anything less, he is gone.
1: Standard, like if it was rational, and I've said this all season. After he was under five hundred and and lost to our arch rival in year four, that in a realistic standard era. Would have gotten him fired, but he had uncle Shane right there by his side and a predisposed support group of people that bought into the quote unquote climb in the recruiting rankings and didn't watch what they saw on the field. You saw it in the JMU game. Uh, Blaine I heard you use the word vanilla earlier on this season I thought that was perfect that's exactly what our offense was the entire time yep and, and, and even it the still defense, is and and I loved Tony Fields he was the high point of the Neil Brown era but other than that the defense was nothing to write home about
0: defense always gave you a chance Mike the offense has been so bad at certain times that it it, it was in so vanilla that it that you couldn't win games
2: um well, I think and that's, and here's and that's unfortunate. Yeah, and, and I and I and you saw some difference in the offense with with Garrett. So that brings up the question:
0: Why was he not playing? Well, not only why that, was then, him or Nico? I know you
2: said Nico didn't Jaylen, win to ruin, too.
0: but we should have played but one of these two guys earlier. I mean, it's it's hard to sit there and watch the last three games with those guys playing and the spark they provided offensively and not one to play. Now, granted. I do think something happened to JT around the Baylor game because he was different after that. Because before that, he was pretty good, and I don't think anybody could deny that.
2: Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, I think something something physically went with him or something, because that begs the question, because you know, Garrett and Nico are obviously probably going to battle for the job. What does that mean for JT? Oh, he's gone. Mike, you think so as well?
1: Uh, JT, I think he'd be a better coach than player. Like listening to him in the press conference, he has a really good understanding of the game, but not very much enthusiasm for it, and he's on his third school for a reason. So I think he's got a good future as an offensive coordinator.
2: <laughs> I, 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 I just I think JT's kind of that example of what happens when your body just gives out. Uh, it's just too many injuries.
0: It's it, it's it's just interesting to see what happened with him. But I will say this: Nico coming in and finding a way to win that game was incredible, and and then seeing what Green did against Oklahoma,
2: it does give you a little bit of hope. Yeah, I for think next it does season. give you a little bit of hope. And I want to ask this question, and I've asked it all year: What the hell is targeting? Does anybody know? I mean, because okay. that like, I, I just I, I I'm done trying to figure it out because I don't even know. Well, which yeah, targeting Snickers. are you talking about there, CJ? The one that sent Garrett Green into Hello, Good Citizen, I'm Batman. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Like Nice yeah. reference, by the way. Yeah, old Snickers commercial. I thought you did like that. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I, I, I don't know what it is anymore. And then, in all honesty, there should have been one in the Kansas State game, because that was helmet to helmet when that dead whistle when 91, I'm not even going to attempt his name, just decided to blow Garrett Green up for no reason. Like, I just I, – I, I, I'm at a loss at what it is anymore because I, I just – I don't know what it is anymore. It, it's whatever they feel like it is for the day, I'm assuming.
0: And you know what? And, and yeah, you're right on that. And, CJ, it also depends on what jersey you're wearing, I think, sometimes. um, Facts. And what they're seeing. But the other part that was interesting to me is how about Jalen Anderson busting onto the scene like he did? yeah yeah,
1: that's that's another thing man what the why did he not get a play playing justin johnson he's so much better and this is this is this is my vision and and can you guys hear out my vision please i want to hear it mike all right so rich rodriguez comes over from jacksonville state who's nine and two by the way i don't know if you guys are taking notice but jacksonville state's nine and two If if Rich Rodriguez comes over and he's got Garrett Green as a temporary replacement, Pat White, while he recruits his guy, he's got C.J. Donaldson as his Owen Schmidt that can probably do a little more in the past game. And can run
0: a lot faster.
1: (laughs) And he's got Jalen Anderson, who's a freaking stud that we didn't play all year as tailback. We're going to be great. I love that.
0: And Mike, I'll tell you this, too, buddy. I think Justin Johnson's not bad either still as well.
1: He's not bad. We can use him, but I think Jalen Anderson's the guy.
2: Uh, Okay. Let's let's okay. A little hyperbole for the moment. Take out two of the big rushes by Anderson and some pretty bad tackling. The numbers aren't as glaring as they ended up being. Let's so for a minute there, plus we also talk about a kid who got pushed into detail early and looked lost. So sometimes it does take time for the light bulb to come on. And I'm going to say this now, and I'm going to say this because if my wife was sitting in in this recording, she would say it very loud and proud. Rod, Rich Rodriguez, I'm, I'm going to edit myself there for a second. And I am promising you right now, I can guarantee you tw- I, 20 people I know would never watch a root for the Mountaineers again if that jackass was back on the sidelines. I can promise you, and I might be one of them. CJ, here's here's the thing. Winning forgives all. Not in that one, it doesn't, because Mike, with all due respect, dude, the older fan base is not gonna forgive it. It's just not gonna happen. There are some sins that are not forgivable, and that what he did is ranking right up there, dude. I'm telling you, you are going to lose. Easily forty percent of the fan base with that higher. I
1: I just miss that I, I, presence on the side.
2: Right? I don't I don't just think know, that.
1: knowing that you got a head honcho that's all in, that's gonna do whatever it takes. And and again we we're we're gonna need Jeff Castile. It's not just Rich Rod. We need both of them. But let's run it back. Absolutely. Why not? Especially when the strength of our football team is a mobile quarterback, a hard running. Uh, running back that was recruited as an H body, he was Donaldson. Yep. And and, and then you got Jalen Anderson and and and, and I and Donaldson. He was, not Donaldson, CJ. Your your last name's not Donaldson. <laughs> is is CJ? Sorry. Um, I uh, not not as fast. I don't think.
2: No, that no, not nearly as fast, nor nearly as 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 big. But
1: I I hear you. You could have driven a Mack truck through a couple of the holes that Anderson run through ran through the other day. But what I saw was a decisiveness and a quick burst that I have not seen this season from any of our tailbacks
0: since Donaldson.
1: Donaldson's more of just a a gigantic human that can move that fast, and yeah, use that. Yeah, yeah but, I, but he also hit the hole when he hit the hole. Though. I love yeah. Donaldson. That's an absolute stud that we caught Lightning in a bottle with, but I think that Anderson can be our speedster and he's way better than Justin Johnson. Cuz of it he's de- he's more decisive and he's faster.
0: Yeah, he, I mean he definitely found his way to hit the holes there against Oklahoma State and and quite frankly, it was it was kind of nice to see that Considering what Mathis has given us at times, kind of being a little more east and west, and it just terrible season
1: from him. Terrible season from him. Let's move on. Yeah, it's It's week twelve. It's over, Blaine. Let's 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 write a synopsis on a couple of these guys, and he's one of them. It wasn't a good year from him.
0: No, it was not. Was not what you would have anticipated from him, quite frankly. As well, receivers. uh, Oh my God, did not give you what you were hoping for. Uh, essentially from october one
1: sam james stepped up later in the year i think i I wrote him off i said he needed to get benched time and time again and and that was too early that was premature i'll admit i was wrong sam james played better Uh, he's got an option on a fifth year let's see if he uses it let's see if he uses it with west virginia i hope that he does um he he got better as the year went on uh, BFW proved what I already knew about him What I've said from start to finish Is that he's a, a third, fourth option Maybe a second on an average team He's a not, kind, not, of a, kind of an off-the-bus kind of guy You're right Not Looks enough
0: real good receiver. coming off
1: that bus we, Doesn't we really tried, do as
0: much on the field
1: We tried to make him our number one receiver That's not who he is um, And then I like Caden Prather But he's going to be a slot guy That's going to be a chain mover Not somebody that's going to put on a highlight reel
2: when yeah, you know that, th- that, we're, we're, that, that kid is coming
0: i see i think pray there is coming mike i'll agree with you well, and i'll say this too real quick well and then let's not twice four best Rodney game came. ever was in the pit game and it ended the way it did for him in that game and i'm not sure he ever fully recovered the rest of the season
2: yeah, I, yeah i'm with you i don't think he did either and let's not forget too that, that Rodney Callagher kid coming is as a freshman next year, I, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to go ahead and mark it down. He's going to be phenomenal as a freshman. That kid is putting on highlight tapes in high school. Hopefully they let him play. I think he plays. I don't think you can keep him off the field. Well, you'd be surprised. Well, I, granted, I know I, things happen. I just that that kid, man. From what I've seen him play, it, it, he jumps off the screen. Receiver is position so, you can get out there quick as well. I mean, yeah.
1: What do y'all think about Nico?
0: I enjoyed what I saw Saturday. I mean, that rain was crazy. Oh yeah, um,
2: it, it was tough to throw in that. I mean, it was raining sideways. I like the kid's a I winner, man. Yeah, the the grit um, that you saw out of him. I mean, he had some. I mean, tight window throws when he had to have them um i absolutely loved what i saw in the film
0: and and also to his his mobility i think he might be a little more polished potentially than garrett green but i don't know if he knows the offense better than garrett green
1: what do you think mike uh, i like the presence uh but prior to him coming to west virginia i watched some of his highlight tapes, and it, it, I got the grasp that he was a real winner. He beat Bishop Gorman in, in high school, which is mm-hmm. a national powerhouse. So you know he's an edgy kind of guy. He can win. And and that was why I was kind of mad he didn't play coming into the year. It was like, okay, we finally got a guy. Come on, Neil, let's go. But, but he didn't do it. He's, he's going to play his cards that he doesn't have close to the vest. But it is what it is. And and so we get a chance to see him play, and he didn't do much. Uh, like you said, rainy game, but he managed it well. He made throws when he had to, big-time third-down conversion to Bryce Ford Wheaton when we had to have it late. So um, we'll take it. We'll take it. I like what I saw from the youngster. Does he stay, though, especially through a potential coach transition? I don't I know. I mean,
0: I think it's a question for everybody on the roster. I mean, because who knows? You really don't know. I mean, you have no idea. And I think that's what makes kind of what we talked about earlier with basketball so imperative is, man, these teams are now one-year deals. You don't build things anymore. You build for seasons at a time. So, Neil now has to go back into that portal and go get kids, and you've got to retain. You have to retain the talent. The best teams keep their guys. Retention is so important not only in jobs and in the, you know, private sector and all that, but in football especially in the way it's going now. You have to keep your dudes. You cannot lose them, especially the good ones. And that's
1: the troubling part of it. Yeah, he was saying that in his press conference. He was like, we got to sit down. We got to evaluate. And it's like, man, this guy's planning on coming back. Does he know something we don't?
0: (laughs) Mike, I think he is coming back.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God, no. I, I think he is. yeah, I mean I really say so Yeah, I mean I really
2: think it is. I mean you have got multiple multiple national sources out there hearing that it, it it's it's a highly likely thing. Can we uh, the the get
1: Virginia eight... State podcast next year? <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're always welcome on her talk, hour, Mike.
1: I'm not a negative guy. I want to talk positively. It, this is good this guy makes it hard.
0: Hey, but you know what? Maybe next year. Maybe. See, said, my my thing on it is, though, guys. Real quick, and well, I, I want to get I, everyone's on this before we get out of here.
2: But Mike, what if he goes? What? What if you're six and own oh next year? With him? He, he, we're not. We're gonna. We're. Whoa, gonna, whoa, 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 we're, no, no, we're, no, no, we're, no, Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up! Because I could make the same argument about Richard Dion, and you guys would push back on me. So what? What happens? Because you, the one said, winning cures all. I agree with you that winning cures
1: all, but Neil Brown is either going to punt on fourth and one or go forward and get stuffed, or we're going to fumble late in the game, or we're, we're, something's going to happen. We're going to miss a field goal. We're going to get a punt blocked. We're going to muff one. We've seen it. It's been four years. Come on. Hey, you know what's funny, Mike? Is that positive, actually kind, Mike. I positive. kind of
0: agree with CJ on, and I think what's going to happen, and this is what I was going to ask you. We're right going to go
1: to Penn State and win week one with this clown.
0: Hey, it's possible. Hey, if you give me Gary Green and Nico Marquio a quarterback, you're probably right. We're probably not going to Penn State in week one and winning. But what I would say is I think, let's just say next year, we go and we will go nine and four, ten and three, something, we get some breaks, we win some games. My fear is, though, is that everyone gets a hunky dory on Neil, and then we turn back around and we go and have back to back five and seven, seven and six seasons after having one good season. That's what I'm afraid is going to happen.
1: It's oh my god! I like like it's to the point to where I don't know if I can back this program that I've loved since I was a child if we continue to allow this guy to march the sidelines. We had thirty seven thousand people. Rep- for Senior Day, which means that we had thousand people on hand at Milan Pushkar Stadium for the last game of the season. I mean, there's tangible evidence in front of your eyes that it's plummeting. We didn't even make a bowl game, and, and now we're talking about what if we start 6-0 and next year? It's not going to happen, okay? <laughs> Come on. We, we need to escort this guy back to Kentucky with a police Freaking caravan, the whole nine yards. Let's get this clown out of here. Are you kidding?
0: Hey, it's time. Like your boy, like your boy, uh, Dion says, Mike,
1: I I can't take it anymore, guys. I can't take it. All right, I will say, point in time, winning's gotta matter. It
0: has to matter, it does have to matter. And I'm afraid that what's gonna happen is, is Neil has a really good year next year. Follows it up, maybe an okay year. If
1: we allow and then we we fall out the bottom, come back. I don't think West Virginia is a serious team or program to be acknowledged. I don't think people (laughs) should talk about them, report on them, or care about them. I, I, if Neil Brown's allowed to come back after what he's done, that's how I feel.
0: CJ, you got anything on that before we get out of here?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I, 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 I hope you know like i said i i think neil comes back i am wishing and wanting good things um mainly just because i want mike to come back on here and and, and you know <laughs> I'll be there. don't worry about that. be be positive and all of that um you know it it's but like you said it it it's if he comes back it's gonna be one hundred percent a put up or shut up one hundred percent um i don't think there's any any question about that whatsoever
0: yeah i mean it's there is no tomorrow for him next year. That's 100% certain. And I guess we don't even know 100% certain it's going to happen. That's another thing. We got to make this decision and go because we're losing players. We're losing the ability for Neil and the staff that's there now to get guys, and we're losing recruits. So got to make the move and fix it like Hugs does, right, Mike? He fixes it. And look what's happening in basketball.
1: Because he's honest with himself and the fans. If it's a bad game, he tells them straight up, if Hugs has got to be better, he says Hugs has got to be better. If the guys on the team have got to be better, he, he frames it that way. But whatever it is, it is. And Bob Huggins has never shied away from that. Neil Brown, he prepares for his pressers more than he does his games, and, and it shows.
0: Hey, and Huggs, Huggs is a Hall of Famer. And yeah, Neil he, is not. I
1: love Bob Huggins. I, he's a national treasure. Yeah. he's a real, he's a real ass dude and a real ass coach.
0: Yeah, and, and and like you said, national treasure, Hall of Famer, always fixes it. What does he want his defense to do, Mike?
1: Mike rotations. <laughs> hey,
0: <laughs> we're making them so far this year. Yeah, cannot okay. wait for cannot wait for Saturday with the he, Xavier game.
1: Even last year with Bob Huggins, every game day I said, "Let's rock." Like, there was never a point in time where I was like, I doubt hugs. I was like, I get it. It's tough in Morgantown. It's hard to recruit here. But I don't, I don't believe in Neil Brown's vision or his follow-through. I just don't. Well, and, and you know what?
0: You're right to kind of question it. I think it's fair, you know? Yeah. And especially in this era where you can turn things around, he hasn't done it. And we have the resources, maybe not necessarily monetarily, but the passion of the fan base, the facilities are great. That we could have made it happen, and we haven't, and that's and maybe it's time to let somebody else try. It might not be next year though; it may be a couple years from now. But so what Mike, do we you do might have to buckle in for one more year, man.
1: Year. Where are we going to be in a year? That's a long time. Well, you know, I'll tell you. Oh, it is, Mike.
0: Uh, you know, a year from now, I wouldn't be shocked if we if Neil gets going in the season, and then we fire him mid-season, even next year. That would not shock me at all because then we'll be the team. Like Wisconsin, like Auburn, who's had time to court the hot coach next year on the market? Maybe it's still Dion, and then maybe it happens then. So, you know, it's in the end, it's going to be about the buyout. It's going to be about does he win on the field next year? Because he's coming back. He is. I, I, I hate it. I hate do you it. Believe
1: man. that? Do you believe that? Ted?
0: I do, Mike. I do. Oh my. And it's not because I necessarily want it to happen, but I, I just in my heart of hearts feel like it's it's gonna happen. We're, we're waiting too long at this point. If he if, if we weren't gonna bring him back, we should have made that decision after the game Saturday.
1: Then why fire Shane?
0: I a hundred percent agree with that too, because they wanted a scapegoat.
1: That doesn't make any sense though. That that had to be a prelude to and, the Neil firing.
0: And that's why we are where we're at right now, Mike, because things don't make sense because we, I think our fan base is so myopic and the people at the top are so ingrained and so kind of rabbit earing and and making sure that they can hear everything that's going on in the state. It's such a fishbowl that they're not thinking clearly when it comes to some of these decisions.
1: I mean, but E. Gordon he, he he extended the guy at Colorado, and that guy ended up being a national championship coach. He was an Ohio State longtime guy. They're good at football. They know what it's all about. So, I mean, he gets it. He just – he may or may not care. <laughs> That's, I think it's fair, man. I mean, it's it, – it,
0: it it just comes down to, in the end – what what is going to end up? And, and man, the new, the, we got to make the the AD hire quick because the fact of the matter is the the new AD still could pull the plug, Mike. You still may get your wish, but I'm afraid that if he th- that happens, it will it will literally cripple the program for the next coach for the next two years at least. That's what, scary. What if
1: the next AD was one of us three? And then and then if if, if, if can we make a pact? That if by some misfortune or some weird situation transpires, any of the three of us will go for Deion Sanders if we All become right. the athletic director of West Virginia.
0: I'm a hundred percent on board. Okay, you guys, you don't need to check your watch to know it. It's time. You don't need your mom to
1: tell you, your father to tell you, your friends, family members, or loved ones to know that it's time. Okay. C.J. I anybody else at this point you want more than Dion,
2: it's okay. It's okay if you do. If you do, tell us, man. No, We're here for you. I, I, no, I mean, I'm with you. I, I think you definitely, you know, makes the call. Um, he wanted
0: you. He wanted you. I,
2: he, yeah, I mean, he was my number one target. But, I mean, I, I definitely think you make the phone call. I well, mean, rules gone
0: too now, by the way, that kind of hurts. I'm like, yeah, gonna lie.
2: that, that, that one hurts too, but I, I think you got to make the phone call because I mean, if there's no real mutual interest, if he's got no mutual interest in you, then it, it doesn't really matter what you throw at him.
0: Well, uh, That might be fair, but I think there is some interest because oh, of... I
2: think there is some, but what I'm saying is, is you, you've got to make that phone call to find out first. So yeah, I definitely think you make the phone call. I don't think there's any question.
0: Yeah. Well, I hope everyone uh, makes some phone calls and and gets out there on the Nil kind of pathway like we did in basketball, like Hugs did. Fellas, we could talk all the rest of the evening. but I think everybody else should probably uh, kind of take a ear t- take a breather, go take a walk or if they were walking during the podcast, that's great too., uh, you probably had multiple drinks listening to this tonight, and we're and we're happy that you joined us. Um, and let's just keep getting rolling and getting ready for basketball. We put the bow on football tonight. It's over. we might let Zach get a paragraph whenever he gets back with us but um, thanks thanks for joining us everybody. We're excited for hoops and it's gonna be a hell of a ride. could be a special basketball season. We need something special because football was supposed to, certainly not. So next time y'all take it easy.